Coming to you from Strings and Things Studio in Ventura, California, this is the Strings Unraveled podcast. So this is our first episode. We're very excited. Also, give us a break if everything's not perfect because we're going to try our best. (laughs) We're learning as we go with a lot of things that we do. So I'm going to take a second to talk about sort of the um, format of what we envision our podcast to be. And then we'll get into introductions for um, for each of us and that kind of good stuff. So we've sort of broken our podcast down into three segments. First off, we're going to talk just sort of conversationally about what we're working on, what we're excited about, um, that kind of stuff, works in progress, basically. Um, The second half, or the second segment, I should say, is going to be the topic of the episode. So each month, each episode, we're going to have a specific topic that we're going to discuss. And then at the end, we're going to field a question from the audience, um, just a maybe a basic question about how do you do a certain thing in knitting or crocheting, or it could be a, just any sort of question in general. Um, and we'll talk more about that later, but to begin with, yeah, well, I'm going to ask a question. How did we become crafters? Because we don't just knit and we don't just crochet. We don't just, sew. we don't do one thing. We're sort of multi craftual because <laughs> so, so, um, and how did you come to be a crafty Woman. Well, <laughs> crafty woman. We're all yes, crafty women. that is me. Um, next t-shirt. Words on purpose. Yes. Uh, well, well said. Well thought. Um, I come from a household of people who always do for themselves. So my parents own their own business. My, um, you know, my my grandparents are of the ultimate DIY entrepreneurs as farmers in um, Southern California. And um, both of my parents are very gifted, talented people. So I grew up in a household where everything was, how can I make that? My dad was a woodworker. My mom knows how to do just about every textile art. And she got me going. And I was thinking about this this weekend because my daughter and I binged on Anne with an E, which is my favorite, you know, representation in literature to have Anne of Green Gables out there. Um, teaching people the right way to spell my name. And <laughs> that's one of my fondest memories is sitting with my mom, either watching the old Anne of Green Gables and snuggling up with her on the couch with the like homeliest granny square Afghan. I mean, I'm sure you guys all have. Uh, my mom had a great one that was oh like avocado green yep. and mustard. This one's made from, it had a big center rectangle, so Mm -hmm. it established her nice rectangular shape immediately. Oh, I'm sorry, six squares to make the big center, and then really ugly scrap yarn all around. And um, we'd snuggle under that, and she'd, you know, work on whatever handwork she had, be it mending our clothes or crocheting something else. Like, I always, when I think of this memory, I'm thinking of the really homely um, crocheted slippers that she made us, which were very cozy, but... About as homely as that Afghan. And um, I'd sit with her and watch what she's doing and watch old movies on TV or whatever was cool on PBS, like when they played Anne of Green Gables. And just, you know, that feeling of comfort and watching her create something that wasn't there before, um, which I like to say about what I know how to do is I take, take, you know, basic materials and make something that wasn't there before. 
So my mom and dad, my mom liked to say that like a lot of things in our life we would have never had if they didn't have that magic at their fingertips to build furniture or pour concrete or make a business or sew, crochet, cook. Uh, so just watching my parents and the comfort and love that I saw through what they made made me want to learn how to do all those things, which... I don't know how to pour concrete. I made my husband do that. <laughs> I don't think it sounds that hard. I don't think it's that I remember hard. watching my dad do it, and he would sit out there for hours just smoothing it out, and it was a really satisfying sound. Yeah. That's yeah, all I know about pouring concrete. <laughs> so when we moved into our house, um, we had to level the floors before we could lay the um, like pergo-type flooring that we put in. Mm-hmm. And my brother gave us 24 hours to teach it, like one day's worth of work to teach us how to do wow. all of that stuff. And so we had to be ready that day. So Kevin got stuck pouring self-leveling concrete to level our floors in our new-to-us house. Mm-hmm. Um, so Kevin knows how to pour concrete, sort wow. of. Sort of. It was sort passable. Uh, <laughs> Your floors are somewhat flat. Yeah. It, it did Flat-ish. the job. Flat-ish. It did the job. Is good so I, I can, you know, do simple woodworking. I definitely know how to crochet and to sew. I did not learn to knit from my mom because she doesn't really like it. Um, but the summer I was eight, I learned to crochet and I learned to sew. And the first thing I learned to sew was a pink and white drindle skirt. Um where like my mom yeah like the year. class that's coming up this Sunday um I think it's a great place to start but I'm not making my students do what my mom taught me which is I had to hand sew everything oh my uh, gosh yeah <laughs> that's a place to start yeah so I mean it is a place to start it's yeah. a good place to start with your sewing uh and I also learned to crochet that same year and I made like a bear sweater for all my teddy bears um, <laughs> then I started a never-ending homely granny square that I eventually gave to my paternal grandmother, who she's the one who taught me to knit a few years later when I was 11. Um, and the rest is history. But knitting is the thing that once I got into it about 18 and a half years ago, took over mm-hmm. creatively for what I feel most satisfied and captivated with. But I'm also a trained artist because I mm-hmm. am well into an art degree and I know how to paint and how to work with different mediums than classical art. But knitting is the thing. It's my favorite textile art. It's my favorite form of um, expression. Mm-hmm. Where does your story begin, <laughs> Katie? Um, so I always did some sort of craft as a child. Um I always wanted to learn a new craft. I did all kinds of things before I learned how to, uh, like Anne said, like knitting is the one thing that really stuck with me. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm curious as to why that is. Cause I think for the three of us, that's all sort of a similar mm-hmm. story yeah. is like, once you discover yeah. knitting, it's like, that's the thing. Your hands mm-hmm. wanted to keep doing it. And, and I go back to other things, other but things. that's like the thing. I don't yeah. know why. I don't know either. <laughs> it's, I'm curious as to why that might be, but, um, examination is is needed yeah i made a lot of um friendship bracelets as a child in various forms i had like a little beading loom and i made bracelets on that i did all kinds of little crafts um my grandma taught me how to sew she taught me how to do everything but um she was awesome yeah she is (laughs) (laughs) she taught me how to sew first when i was i i have no idea what age i think it was one of those things i'd go over to grandma's house and be like grandma teach me how to sew and it happened more than once um, I do remember making a pillowcase. That was 
the first thing I can remember actually sewing with a sewing machine um, at Graham's house. Mm-hmm. And she taught me how to make a quilt many years later at Graham's house. Um, <laughs> and I think for my birthday when I was, no, for Christmas, when I was like 14, I told my grandma I wanted to learn how to crochet. So she got me a basket with yarn and crochet hooks and like this little CD-ROM that you'd put in your computer. This was before YouTube was a thing. Mm -hmm. So this little (laughs) CD-ROM that you'd put in your computer and it played videos on how to do all the things. So fun. Uh, And I learned how to crochet doing that. And then... I'm impressed that she actually had a CD. You know, oh my God, was very technologically savvy. She's savvy in everything. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's how I want to be. I know, right? I mean, I want to be more of that now. Your grandma is so impressive. I was thinking about her this this afternoon because I was thinking about our stories Uh and thinking about how you and I met and how we I knew your grandma before I knew you yeah from Boy Scouts or my son was in Boy Scouts yeah and going to her house for a, one of the it's a treasure one trope. of the times oh my gosh <laughs> the looms and but and when she would come into the yarn shop mm-hmm. that we were part of uh, yeah, we all used to work together at the local yarn store. If you don't know oh, us, yeah. we should probably like introduce ourselves <laughs> yeah. too. We can do that too. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. We'll pause. talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Anne. I'm the one who told my story first. Yeah, I'm Katie. Like <laughs> and I'm Karen. And I was probably the most senior of the employees, not just yeah. because I was older, but because I'd worked She's at Anne. She's the most senior. Long <laughs> oh, yeah. Really. So uh, we all used to work together at Anna Capa Fine Yarns, Yarns, which is a local yarn store here in Ventura. It's no more, but it was like the the best place on earth. Yeah. It still was up for um, best of really BC reporter. Really, this year? I voted for it. <gasps> I'm telling amazing. you, I would vote yeah. for That's it. Good yeah, because know. it was still part this year yeah. for the time that it was yeah. here. It's still the best. Yeah. It sadly closed in March, yeah. um, but... and then the three of us. Uh, put our heads together to come up with something new and we <laughs> yeah. opened strings and things studio also in ventura uh california where we teach classes on knitting crocheting sewing all kinds of pine needle like basket that. weaving i've yeah. done it karen does all kinds of things <laughs> yeah she really teaches kind of, and things yeah she's kind like of the pioneer yeah. in that area i'm kind of the squirrel <laughs> what new craft can we do i'm probably trying it yeah <laughs> you know what that happened for real here in the studio. Oh, so there's, there's a really cute squirrel out yeah. there. We have a squirrel that's apparently living right outside our I've door. Because and we're so one friendly. Of, one of the knitters uh, was talking, telling a story to the group. She looked out while she was talking and she said, oh, squirrel. <laughs> and then we all looked at the Because it really was there. That's amazing. But I was thinking your grandma would come in and there's nothing your grandma can do. I mean, she's just fearless. She just goes and she's yeah. so inspiring. She's like the queen of quilting. Like yes. that's her main thing. So her and weaving. Her, yeah, she does a lot Massive of weaving. weaving. She doesn't knit or crochet as much as I do, um, but it, she knows how to do everything. So if I wanted to learn how to do something, I would go ask Grandma to teach me. Mm-hmm. So she has she, a website called Go Ask Grandma. I know. Oh my <laughs> God, <laughs> great. That would be awesome. Hey, Grandma, if you're listening, yeah, <laughs> reserve that website. <laughs> it's like uh, on night, night, nighttime talk shows, if they make up a website like that, they have to go and buy it immediately or there's something. Or somebody else is going to uh, buy yeah. it. So go yeah. ask Grandma. It might be a thing. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> I'm afraid we're of looking what it, it up could now. be. Um, <laughs> so I learned to crochet when I was like 14, I think. And then the next year for my birthday... I asked my grandma the same thing that I wanted to learn how to knit and she gave me the same, well not the same, but a new basket with new yarn and knitting needles and the same brand CD-ROM, but for knitting this time, I don't remember, I think it was like Boy or someone made it, I don't remember, but it's not around anymore because I tried to find it once. Um, now that YouTube exists, I don't think it's really that necessary, um, but I learned, so I'm sort of self-taught because technically I did teach myself, 
But any sort of gaps in my knowledge, I would just go to my grandma and say, I don't understand what this means. And she would help. I remember sitting with her and she taught me how to use double pointed needles, which was like a revelation Ooh. to me. I was like, well, excuse me, what? What am I doing you here? Mean, you mean not everyone's like me where they start with socks? No, not everybody's like you. I remember no. when I first started to that knit, crazy. I hated it. I was like, this is so much harder than crocheting. Why would I ever do this? And then I stuck with it and then it seemed to last. Uh, and then just a couple years ago, I really got back on the sewing train. I don't know. Um, cause I've always sewn, but it sort of took off a lot in the last couple of years. I make a lot of bags and you're like the bag and, queen. Yeah. You or you, you come up with, I can't even keep track I've, of all the bags you make. And yeah. I want to make those bags because I've, you find the best fabrics. I've done garment sewing and I've made quilts, but I think like each of the three of us has our own little niche mm-hmm. area. And I just really like construction and that sort of aspect of it. So I like making bags, but that's my thing. That's a good way to look at it because it's like, well, what draws you to Mm -hmm. what thing you want to make? So if you're really excited about the way the spatial orientation Mm -hmm. goes, I will tell you all a secret that isn't a secret, but, um, I am drawn to the thing I can wear out on the town. People will give me a compliment, and then I can say, Oh, this? I, I made this. this. <laughs> Don't you love what? this great dress? I made How? it. How'd you do that? Magic. <laughs> we all like that. Yeah. But I can teach you how. Yeah. <laughs> so, Karen? Well, that kind of is why, like, when I, when I first was knitting, I, I particularly like knitting, but I also like whatever I like learning new things Mm -hmm. there's so much you can learn you never stop learning when you're a crafter there's and I love Instagram because other people I admire show me things that they're doing and whether they're a knitwear designer or a crochet person or a quilter they're also doing other things in their life um one gal that I know does pine wood needle inspired me to do the pine needle basket weavings where you actually take these pine needles and you coil them and you're sewing them. So you're still working with thread mm-hmm. and because you're, it's just like a waxed thread. Um, and you were literally sewing these coils of pine needles together to make this really cool basket. And I taught it as a class and I'm so impressed. I can't wait for the fair because one of my students did That's this awesome. amazing basket and she's entering it into the, she's entered it into the fair, which starts next weekend. Isn't that the best when you go to the fair and you see something that one yes. of your students made and you can tell how proud they are oh, of it so and yes. it like makes my little teacher heart so happy. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's like you're seeing, you know, I don't know. Like, that's the joy I'm sure I'll see you feel with my grandchildren. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah. Like, oh, I taught them you. how to do this, and then they made that. It is. Yeah. One of my students got, like, best of show for something that's that awesome. we did in class. And I was like, and she did, She deserved every minute yeah. because she, the way she blended the colors was awesome. But uh, I kind of came to crafting. I come from a family of handmakers, and they do, you know, my uncle has dug clay out of the soil and crafted it into pots. I mean, like straight out of the ground clay. He knows what to look for. And I think it actually started with my grandmother came out of the depression with that make, do and mend idea. Mm -hmm. And it kind of got in. And fortunately in our family, we are makers of some sort. Now my mother's, my mother was not much of a maker, but she had an eye for spatial reasoning. So any place, you know, we were poor, but we tried to make out where we lived better. And so she, we would paint the walls or she had a great color sense. Um, and because I was, even though I have half sibling, several half siblings in various places, I was raised kind of by myself. And so I had to make my own entertainment. Um, mm-hmm. um, 
I don't know when you're talking about when you how you like to make things. I was think I was thinking when you I bet when you get went to summer camp if you ever went to church camp did you guys have like little things where you could do crafts. <laughs> That was like one of my favorite things that at camp. Sounds, I was like, you can I do never crafts. went to camp at that time. I never fun. went to camp either. I, feel like I, never went to camp. I went to like church camp, but that was just like a weekend. Oh, I went to summer mom camp and dad's like business. And I, <laughs> I collated. I did that too. I counted a lot of tiny little pieces at my dad's shop once for inventory. I've done that oh, a couple oh, times. No. It's a real exciting such good work. I didn't have that kind of business. My mom was a house cleaner half the time. So when we went to help to clean houses. <laughs> I don't know how I ended up cleaning the houses, and I got 10 bucks, and she ended up sitting around and using their telephones. Oh, that's called management. <laughs> that is management. She was a really good manager. <laughs> she was. But, uh, no, I, I learned to make my own entertainment, and with that, it helped that I had that family gene of wanting to make things and craft things and be able to see things and kind of put this together and put that together to make something new. Mm. Um I mentioned earlier, I started this knitting, I started this journey really um, with socks, <laughs> which is insane. Story. That's because, crazy. Okay, but you know what? I, I had that, I was in that, the, the, the middle part of my pregnant, last pregnancy, where that part where you have the energy to do everything, including knit socks, like nine pairs of socks. <laughs> For Christmas. I don't think I've ever had that energy. My son was born September 29th, and I started October 1st, and I got through eight pair. That's amazing. My husband had to wait. It was your first project to make eight pairs of socks? With contrasting heels and toes. That is amazing. And I knew nothing about games. You're crazy. And they were so incredible. I followed the recipe, because if you follow it, it turns out, right? Right. The heat of your oven means nothing. They were so stinking tight, because, you know, I'd... This is how I, I would knit it through the back loop because I didn't know that that was not how you're supposed to knit every single sticking <laughs> stitch. So it came out not in straight columns, but like a spiral barbel, barber, bam, words, barber pole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they still, but it was so tight. It was, the stitches were tight, but the sock was not. So it took seven oh, years. Like loom knitting. Yeah. It took seven <laughs> years to get a hole in that cool sock of my thing. husband. That's amazing. Wow. You just invented a new technique. Wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. They were, they were not necessarily comfortable. And we, <laughs> I, bet you, when, I bet you could like, make them. Like, cool. When those socks say that they need, they're machine washable, I took that literally. And so they got thrown in the washer yeah. and thrown in the dryer. What did and, you make them out of? You They're told me like Regia. cotton or something. No, no, Regia. Oh, no, I thought no. you made them out of kitchen cotton. No, no, that that was a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> that was a pair of ankle socks that I made, and no matter how hard, how much I washed them and how soft they were to my hands, worsted weight cotton. cotton should, listen to <laughs> my, listen to me. Worsted weight <laughs> cotton should never be on your feet ever. You'll feel like you're walking on raw grating. It's horrible like rope. because it's like rope on your feet constantly. Yeah. It's not soft. It has no give, but I didn't know any better. And the pattern said that. So the, the, the yarn store owner was happy to sell it to me. <laughs> she was wow. super nice with me though. I came in with my kids and it was a small place and she was always super kind. My kids knew Every, one hand on the stroller at all times and the other hand in your pocket. Don't touch anything. <laughs> um. But yeah, so, but we talked about our favorite things that we like to make. And um, over time, I found that I wanted to, you know, we all look at look at things and we think, well, I just want to tweak the pattern a little bit. I want to hmm. tweak a little more. Mm-hmm. Before you know it, you're designing something. And 
So I do design patterns on knitwear. I'm Karen Knits Designs, and I have about 36 or 37 actually published there and at least a dozen more waiting to be published. Dozen on Ravelry? But, yeah. Um, and I find that the things that make me happy are garments. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I do. It's just something, that maybe because it's a bigger scale, and when I look at a sweater, it's a bigger canvas that I can put stitches on Mm -hmm. you know um on the other hand when they they're more complicated so that's just like everyone should have a challenging project but they should always have a mindless project I've got my challenging projects and then to me trying to do a shawl that I don't have to grade into seven sizes Mm -hmm. is my nice and relaxing (laughs) project (laughs) here I have this hard thing and this harder thing (laughs) um but you know your story about no cotton on your feet I hear that like I've you told that story even though I'm assigning it to your wrong to the wrong knitting of socks story I've heard that in my head and I have helped other people not do that and I've never fallen into accidentally yes. doing that. <laughs> My one so not a good idea. So, the PSA. Yeah. <laughs> However, Take a tire. if you were to get something like Kobasi by Haiku, by Skissel, yeah. that is different because that has elastic in it. Yeah. And, and it's a finer cotton. Mm-hmm. So no matter what the pattern says, if you're a person that you say, oh, but I don't like wool. Yeah. You know, on your feet, person. you need something that's going to give. And please, people, don't put all acrylic on your feet. Well, you'd you be might so sweaty. Go, go, go put a plastic bag on instead. Yeah. Because well, this. let me say this. Okay. You can put okay. it on your feet, but don't put it in a don't shoe. Don't put it in a shoe. Don't put it in a shoe. Okay. You can have it put as it a slipper, slipper sock. But not, not as a sock. On your foot, but not in a shoe. Yeah. yeah. Like what she Good said. Advice. That's what she said. <laughs> Unless you want. You can get one of those in. <laughs> okay. What? So that takes care of... How, who we are and how we came to be who we are so far. Part one. Part, Part one. one. <laughs> I'm how sure, I'm sure we'll makers. be sharing a little bit every week and you'll get to know us even better. But I'm only going to share once a month. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> just so you know, we're starting uh, with once a month. Uh, I, I know make, you guys okay. are having a lot of fun. I may make wanna... weekly notes to share later. That's a share I need props more. and I need yeah. notes. Yeah. <laughs> well, and so I know you'll miss us between episodes, but we're starting with once a month for everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so our next little segment, we're going to talk about uh, let's talk about what we are working on. Well, we all have something in our hands. You might hear the clicking mm-hmm. clicking of needles, the tapping of a and crochet a hook. hook. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I went first last time, so okay. I'll go first now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I was wondering why you were going to be like, so let me keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> I like to keep you all guessing. Which, which way is she going to go now? So I am currently crocheting... I, I said this statement recently because I'm teaching a sweater that I adore, which is called uh, Comfort Zone, and it's a cardigan that is by someone who I'll look up while I'm talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've made three of them, and I absolutely adore them. It's my current favorite cardigan, and I am work- one of the things I'm working on is my third incarnation of that. I got it right here. And who's it by? 
I will have it in a bit nice big screen I can show so you. So it's the th I'm working on my third one and I said recently as I told people how much I love it that I have never made three of any one oh, pattern. I came close. Especially three of a sweater. Yeah. That's wow. crazy. Like an adult cardigan. Yeah. I came close because I did start a third color affection but I never finished mm. it and I've sacrificed the yarn to other things. I guess there's another comfort zone cardi, but it's not the one you want. It's comfort it's zone right there. Yeah. Card, it's by just comfort zone by Julie yeah. Party. It's just Julie Party. You can find it on Ravelry. It's in English and in French. And I'll try and remember to link all of the mm -hmm. patterns and stuff we talked about in the show notes, so mm -hmm. you guys can find those and just click over. Uh, so I am working on my third one of those. It is a really cool stitch pattern. It's a slit garter stitch so every two rows are knit and then every two rows are knit and slip so it really lends itself to what I think might be like mosaic knitting because mm -hmm. I haven't done any yeah. proper mosaic knitting it's so fun yeah <laughs> one, of, one of our customers was working on that today and loved the pockets yeah. the pockets so detail. yeah it has pockets it's this gorgeous stitch pattern. Um, I love it. I'm usually a top-down sweater. This is a bottom-up sweater, and I'm seeing I love the bottom-up like, sweaters. I'm seeing the joy I in just it. having your happy sleeve. That's almost like just a really long slouch hat. Yep. And you're not carrying the whole stupid sweater around. I mean, I love top-down sweaters, but the sleeves are always my kryptonite. Because you so, don't want to have to have that big giant no. thing to lug around no. with you. So I really, really love comfort zone. I am also making, even though I just said I never make three of anything. I'm making my third of this baby kimono that's sized from ages three months to, um, was it like 10 to years? 10 years, yeah. And I think it's a pattern that has been around for some time, but she recently redid it so that it has all these sizes and it's, mm. it's supposed to be done in DK, but it's good in light worsted. It is called Kimono Wrap Revisited. And this is by, a crochet pattern, right? It's a crochet okay, pattern, yeah. Good. Um, by Suzanne Vish, V-I-S-C-H. Hmm. So it's crocheted, and I'm making this third one for my daughter. Got to keep her so, happy. Yeah, so, well, so size one, the first one I made, I just looked at the yardage I had in the yarn. 420 yards, I'll make that size. And that my, was nice. Yeah, my daughter saw me working on it, and she said, oh, is that for me? Uh, my arm fits in that arm hole. <laughs> so it's not for her, it's a class sample. And then I made it the smallest size, because I misplaced half this the yarn so for the first cute. one. And so I was panicking and started a second one. <laughs> so uh, I found all my yarn and I finished both of them. And now I am making a third one with rainbow stripes of a sparkly Rainbows. yarn. Yeah. Oh, is that what you're working on right there? Yeah, that's what that's this so is. That's so cute. So I love a, a metallic sparkle. It's a sky blue and then these little, um, I think Lion Brand called them bonbons of this sparkly yarn. It's not really quite the right size, but it's because it's more like a, a fingering weight, but it's working out just fine. So I am working on that. And then the third thing <laughs> that I, I try to have fidelity to three projects and not do a, <laughs> not do a fourth. You limit to three or even yeah, less just, than ten. Just three lovers. Yeah, that's less all. than ten? <laughs> that's crazy. The third one is called Belise Cardigan. B-A-L-I-S-E. But no, B is in boy. <laughs> Belise Cardigan by Marie Green. Green with an E. 
And it's a cute little striped cardigan. It's, it's similar to one that was very popular, like, uh, called Funky Grandpa, but a totally mm, different. I totally thought that's what you were making, nope. another Funky yeah. Grandpa. It's, um, it's more of a conventional top-down raglan with some kind of pretty shaping in the um, way that the sleeve is shaped. I still have to finish my Funky Grandpa. Sorry. I did have a third one of those going. <laughs> but I have a second and a third, and they're, like, both not finished. So, again... I haven't, I rarely complete three of anything. So uh, this sweater is really fun. I have this great yarn I bought from Atomic Fiber Company that I really admire that yarn maker because at some point a few months ago, she said, hey everybody, you all follow me and I just posted all this new stuff on my Etsy shop, but nobody's bought anything and I have bills to pay. So for me, <laughs> I love and that. like oh, the cool. sum of what she said was for me to stay in business. I need you to buy things. Yeah. So could yeah. you buy some stuff? Yeah. And all she's right. right. If I saw that, I'd be like, I will go buy something. Yeah. So I did. I bought this gorgeous green, foresty green, army green color that has speckles of Ooh. cream and pink and fuchsia and purple and yellow and it's, it's doing exactly what I want it to do in the sweater. It's perfect because I have a cream background with it. And uh, those are the three things that I'm most in love with and working on right now. That doesn't mean I won't start a fourth thing when we get when I get home. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> Who wants to go next? I will say somebody told me, they were like, oh, yeah, Anne's working on this sweater. And it's like, cr- like cream colored or off white. And it's got stripes of other colors. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's another comfort zone. And they were like, no, it's not that. And I was like, yeah, it is. I know. I saw her working on it. And they were like, no, I think it's like fingering weight or yeah. something. And I was like, oh, I'm wrong. So I think you have two sweaters in that yeah. same color palette. Well, similar. So I wanted a cream comfort zone, but I I kept saying, I can't be trusted with a cream sweater. <laughs> and then I'd bring out the one that, it, the stripe one, yeah. the, the Belize, and it's cream with this green stripe. Right. But it's not a totally cream sweater. So when I spill coffee on it. You hope it's going to land oh, in that yeah, little stripe it'll land of green. in the green stripe. <laughs> uh, but because I'm jealous I like of, how you say, I will spill coffee. Oh, yeah. It's going to happen. I mean, today I had I mean, a pen explode that I love <laughs> at work. And I'm just very I lucky it didn't land on my new clothes. Like, yeah. Ugh. Um, so it, it will get stains on it. <laughs> So the, the comfort zone I'm making is actually tans. It's, um, this third one is a tan Cascade 220 mm-hmm. and um, Silk Garden. I think it's color 254 or color 54. Is that like the neutrally one? Yeah, it's browns and black oh, and yeah. tan. I think it'd be amazing in cream with that discontinued color. That's the creams that... Oh, Silk yeah, that's a good one. It should be so elegant and pretty, but good luck finding it. And again, no cream sweater and <laughs> maybe after this one if you can be trusted we'll maybe. let you make another one we'll see we'll we'll all find out i'll have a report oh, i'm ripping something out so i am currently knitting on a sweater well it's a t-shirt technically um the pattern is called the v-back tee and it's not currently released yet i'm testing it for a friend <gasps> it looks amazing it is super what fun what colors are those because it, that is really Amazing. So it's a five-color... a few more times. It's amazing. Well, it is amazing. <laughs> so amazing. call it like it is. It's a five-color fade, and I happen to have five colors of Malabrigo Machita in my stash um, that I intended for some sort of fade project. Uh, and they are Mandragora. If I'm pronouncing these wrong, it's because I don't speak Spanish. I think it's Spanish. Um, <laughs> Illusion... Which is this, not a Spanish word. Illusion. No, yeah. Illusion. That's right. This is Sabaduria, which is a great purpley ah, color. I love Sabaduria. And then I have 
I think this one is musus, like Ooh, muse. That's like blackish. Yeah, almost. it's Black, got like purple, purple navy. Blue. And then at the end, it'll be eggplant, which is like a purpley toned black, blackish grayish kind of color. Gorgeous. Musus. Good call. Musus. Um, I've told enough people what color they are, so I sort of remember. (laughs) Um, so yeah, it's five colors faded. It's a short sleeve, like t-shirt. It's got this great V that runs down the back. So it looks like a crew neck from the front, but it's got like a V neckline on the back and it's shaped with like an increase along the center spine. And right now I'm in the middle of a short row section to sort of even it out. It's a really fun pattern and I'm hoping to teach it as a class. Um, the pattern is not released yet. Like I said, I will link to the uh, Instagram handle, or I guess I could link to her blog too. She's got a great blog. Her Instagram account is Nidosophy. Nidosophy. <laughs> I'm not entirely like, sure how you're supposed. Maybe it rhymes with philosophy. I think it's supposed to be like philosophy. Yeah, something like that. Nidosophy. Like the philosophy of knit. Something like that. Um, her name is Jamie Hoffman. I think. Um, I know it's Jamie. Here we go. Um, <laughs> if only there was some source at the end of our fingers that we could type <laughs> and look at information. So I'm like halfway through with that. And it's really fun pattern. Oh, it won't matter to look it up because it's not released yet. I listen. It's not going to be there. <laughs> and Katie will link it later. Yeah, I will link to it. Yeah. Um, so I'm knitting on that. I also, this is like the only thing I'm currently working on because it, I have a deadline for it. So I need to have it done by August. I should probably remember. I think it's the 18th. Um, that's a good day. That, oh yeah, that's, that's your birthday. That's birthday. <laughs> so I need that's to have it done by Anne's birthday. Send your cards too. Strings of things and mentor. Anyway, um, so this is the only thing I'm actively working on. I have lots of other projects. People ask me like, "How many projects do you have?" I'm like, "I I don't know." Okay, can <laughs> I, I don't know. Can I interrupt your list? Yes, you of, may. Because this is another. Your face got very excited. This is... <laughs> okay, I'm gonna offend somebody because every time I say this, I offend someone in the room, but it doesn't stop me. So when I've someone been with you long enough, you probably won't offend me. Good, good. Oh, challenge accepted. <laughs> when challenge accepted. someone asks me how many unfinished projects or how many mm-hmm. projects, I mean, I've gotten to answering just the three. Yeah. When someone asks. How many projects do you have going? How many unfinished how many projects on the you needle? Yeah. Oh. I don't ask those questions. Oh. Well, because here's how I feel about that. Mm-hmm. I want to say back to that person, how much clean underwear do you have in your <laughs> underwear drawer? Don't worry about oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> Are there holes in them? When did you replace your bra last? <laughs> like, that's how personal that question how is. How dare you ask me these things? <laughs> so... You know, before you ask someone how many unfinished things you have or how many things are you working on? Yeah, I have a lot. You know. I don't I really have no idea how many that what that number is. I like a couple of years ago I went through everything and I decided which project I was gonna finish and oh, which yes. ones I was gonna rip out. That was so inspiring. And I went down it was it was great. I can't believe I did it. Thinking <laughs> back on it. I had like twenty four I think it was twenty four projects that I found, which seems like a reasonable number to me. Yeah. But yeah, uh, of like all your knitting. Yeah. No, yeah. I think it's fine. Knitting and crocheting. There were 24 oh. things. And I went through them and I decided which ones were like I really cared about finishing. And it went, I chopped that number in half and I had 12 things that were on the list of things I wanted to finish. The other things got ripped out or just tossed or whatever. I don't know. I was over it. So I finished all those 12 things and then I was down to zero. And it was like the best. I know, right? What? It was like the best feeling ever. And now I'm probably back up to above 24, and I need to do it again. But I, I can't I just imagine start so zero. Many, I, it was okay. so weird. 
I, I would go crazy. I can't that. concentrate unless I've got a, like a, a circus of knitting going on. There yeah. is comfort in abundance of projects. I'm never going like, to be stuck without I'll anything. I'll never be bored no. if I have lots of stuff People going People tell on. me, they like come in, they're like, I'm a woman without a project. I'm like, what does that feel like? Yeah. <laughs> Who are you? Things. How does that happen? It's fascinating. Yeah. Like the idea of that. Yeah. And I'd, it's because I think it, it, it puts me back to being eight years old because I think that would be like the last time I didn't have an active project. <laughs> like, Before you actually learned how to knit yeah so i have yeah a lot um after i'm finished with this i will go back and finish um or work on i am like a fiend for any of caitlin hunter's patterns yes um what's her handle Uh, pearl hunter no No, boyland networks that's what it is yeah so i just finished sunset highway which oh yeah i want to start that i'm so jealous of your sweater yeah, um, gorgeous. I gotta say, you're such a fiend that I thought, oh, maybe y'all check this out. But I go, no, because Katie's probably already gonna be teaching it because she well, like loves all this stuff. Yeah. No, but everything that she does is fantastic. Um, yeah. So I finished her um, Sunset Highway sweater, and I cast on for Tecumseh. I think that's how you say mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, which is another pullover. This one is in DK weight, and it's also color work um and i'm doing it in the same colors that her sample is in it's like a natural color with a orangey and a gray i think oh cool and i'm like almost done with the body on it but it's big it's like really oversized and cozy so it it's a big project she has a mini i know the little oh, mini version so of sunset cute. highway is so cute i want to make it for oh, my niece so we can have nope. matching sweaters nope i you guys are better you're a better person than me <laughs> your daughter's gonna want one I, I she can want it all day long <laughs> I, I almost did like i had the yarn picked out i i'm sorry i actually made this decision on so faded I had the yarn picked out to make her a tiny little so faded. And then I was like, $60 for a baby girl sweater? Mm, She's seven. Yeah. Yeah. And so I didn't even, I didn't even entertain the tiny sunset highway. Yeah. The tiny sunset highway. If I had enough left over in the right colors, I would totally make a mini me sweater. Because I can see the satisfaction of knitting this beautiful, complicated sweater faster in a smaller. I want to make a small one. It's so cute. Smaller version. Even if it's not just you'll find someone who wants a sweater that's mm-hmm. fair is because so often i don't care about the thing i'm making i just want the experience oh i care about the thing. thing i'm making but we live like this is the how i think of it of the but we live in southern california i will make the heavy oh sweater yeah that's because i want the joy of making the heavy sweater <laughs> yeah. i don't care that i live in southern california i had to stop thinking about designing for my area because you know what the rest of the world actually gets winter mm-hmm. <laughs> well for now and i kind of and it kind of <laughs> sorry. Them. <laughs> sorry it's a global it's the warming whole takes care north of american heat wave that we're experiencing oh, oh, i'm sorry northern so hemisphere sorry. Heat it was wave. horrible it was 119 <laughs> in my house a couple weeks ago <gasps> yeah Fillmore in uh, I gotta tell you or for where we live for as long as I've lived there the worst we maybe got was 111 but no, 119 so in July that's why I come here Crazy. to the studio and I turn on yeah. the air conditioner and I sit in my office with the fan on mm-hmm. it's way better I um I can't think of any other I mean I know there's a hundred things that I'm also working on well it doesn't have to be knitting what other kind of crafty yeah. things are you doing what did you finish today I made yes. I have been also I'm obsessed with uh, the Boyland Knitworks patterns, and I'm obsessed with all of the sewing patterns from Noodlehead. She has a yep. great blog, and I have made four of her patterns. I think it's four. I made her range backpack, 
which I I made one. Yeah, Karen made one. That's a fun pattern. I love it. Her patterns are so well written. Yeah. She does such a great job. I love all of her patterns. One of the things that she does that I didn't think I would love it so much until I got there is that her patterns include a sheet that you cut out these little squares. Oh, the printable labels. Yeah, the label. Yeah. The printable labels are awesome because after you have cut, you cut out a lot of bags your are just pieces. a stack of rectangles, and you're like, which rectangle am I? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and you don't have to get out post-it notes and like write it all down. No, she no, has this page. She has it. And you just it pin it to that stack. Yeah, it makes it and, so easy. And and it's done in a really. You can order them, and it's yeah. I can't believe how quickly that. Her patterns went. are great. I know. Delightful. It takes just as long to cut out all the pieces and interface them as it does to put together. And the it way together. it's written, it's so sturdy. Mm-hmm. I use that backpack as my primary purse yeah, I and use my knitting too. bag. We went to Montana, and I had it on and off all over the place, and it was just wonderful. I might have been the mo- only colorful person in Montana because I didn't see anybody in the bright colors that I got. <laughs> that I use for mine. mine. But so Montana listeners, tell us your favorite color. Yes. <laughs> and please tell us it's more than green and gray. <laughs> yeah. you know, that's, that's all you saw. Me. They're going to say green. Green. Or gray. <laughs> and just rub it in. <laughs> oh, SoCal. We like green. <laughs> yeah. We we really wish we had green. We have it sometimes. Yeah. Mm, not many of it. It's brown. It's horrible. Oh, just, it's so brown. Just it's it. It's not just gold and dead. It's like brown about to burn it's scary. after that heat scary. wave all of the avocado trees look so sad <laughs> they're all toasted everything on my got, way to work everything got fried yeah it was hot even the top of our like we have a big rose trellis and the top of it is completely fried and it's never happened before but yeah. okay I and am. as californians we are also obsessed with weather so yeah there's <laughs> that true. <laughs> we so little, that. like so little I know, right? we when it changes we're like oh my gosh you guys guess what <laughs> it's five degrees cooler <laughs> oh my god that's very exciting when oh my it gets god it's three outside. it's three degree, degrees hotter i'm gonna melt yeah well that's us ventura, yeah. ventura Co- county coastal, residents is coastal california hot house flowers we are comfortable in a range from 68 to 72 yep 67 <laughs> too cold out above that <laughs> 73 too hot yeah and yes we are that obnoxious it's real <laughs> um so i made a couple backpacks <laughs> I am um, feeling a lot of peer segue. pressure. A lot of peer pressure. <laughs> to make a backpack. Yeah, you, do, backpack. you need to make a range yeah. backpack. I've made three of them. Yeah. Um, I love making them. They're and fun. And we also, which is yeah. also cool. Um, so I made her range backpack. I made her poolside tote. I also made three of those. It's like this giant, you saw me come in. Karen, okay. when I came in, goes, I didn't realize no, your no, bag no. was that big. You showed a picture of it next to some greenery, like a, plant, yeah. a plant, and I had no concept of the scale. The poolside tote and is you, a giant tote bag. And you <laughs> walked in the door, you walked in the door, and I'm like, you could just wear that as a backpack. Not uh, really. <laughs> I mean, no, as a sleeping bag. Yeah. It's just huge. I put my nephew in it one day because I <laughs> lift him up. It was pretty funny. It's, a, it's this giant tote bag. It's, it's like made wonderful. for like taking to the pool or at the beach. I made one for my sister and that's what she uses it for. I use mine when I have to haul all my junk to and from the studio, like on the bus. You can see me with my giant zebra print tote bag. It has its own seat. And her It does. It needs its own seat. Her her coffee that she sneaks. And my coffee I have to sneak on the bus. On the, bus. <laughs> the bus driver told me, ma'am. No food or drink on the bus. And I was like, oh, sorry. <laughs> you try to stop me. Yeah, right. I need my right coffee. <laughs> I think my sons have gotten that bus driver because they're kind of afraid of of that driver. Well, but, you know, Katie's, so that's why I you need a giant tote bag. Yeah. Katie's Sneak a problem it. solver. <laughs> um, 
rules. So the poolside tote, I made a couple of those. I made her minimalist wallet, which was fun. That was easy. It was a really, it didn't take very long at all because it's just small. That's the name. Yeah. And I have tried making wallets in the past, but they weren't, they didn't have the right sort of construction, so they weren't really sturdy. Her patterns use a lot of interfacing and um, hardware and stuff like that, so they're fun for me because I like the construction aspect of it. But um, And then today I made uh, the something tote. Hold on, it'll come to me. The You told me and I, I already know. forgot. Explorer tote, that's, that's what it's it. called, her Explorer tote pattern. And that one comes in two sizes. I made the smaller of the two. And this was the first That's time. That's the smaller. This is the smaller. I know, right? <laughs> I made the smaller one because I wanted it to fit the laptop and I measured it and I was like, oh, I only need to make the small size. The big size could be like a duffel bag, like an nice. overnight bag. Does um, it have a zipper or is it just the flap over top? It just has the flap. It The pattern comes with an option to put the zipper in, which I, mm. I make the big one. I'm going to do the zipper. You know what? Yeah. I wish that she would make... Something that you would also work as carry-on luggage. That's what I was just thinking. You I have, probably I could have with the larger trip. one. Because um, if it would close enough and be able to yeah. go into an overhead bin. Because if you made the larger version of this one with the recessed zipper, it would totally work as luggage. I would totally buy that. I would make that if yeah. she would design it. Touch it if you want to. I am touching it. I am touching this fabric. Yeah, this the first time I like the mountains. It looks like hills. But I really want Katie to turn it over. No, no. Who's the designer of this fabric? It's um, it's the Arroyo collection from I think it's Robert Kaufman. Okay. I don't know what the designer is. Look it up. Yeah, look it up, people. I'll write it down. It was one of the ones that the designer is it when of you the said bag you pattern from someplace. No, I got that at Super yeah, Buzzy. Super, Super Buzzy, Buzzy, I love our yeah. local place. I bought this color because it was called Pickle, and <laughs> I just it's a great color. Me. Um, this was my first time using wax canvas on the bottom and on the flap, and it was a lot easier to work with. And I smell it; it smells so good. It smells like Ooh. beeswax, like honey. Oh, that smells wonderful. I know my office smells great, <laughs> which means I can't have it in my house. <laughs> Why? Why we have ants? Oh, but they're not going to eat it. Yeah, but they're, they're not going to carry away your true. bag. They're not attracted Ants to our. Are not dirty insects. It's they're not just them dirty. Annoying. They just, just make don't me crazy. Want to see them. Yeah. Why are they in the upstairs bathrooms? Because not it's near hot. The... Yeah. Mm. And they're seeking water. Well, yeah. Seek elsewhere. I don't. <laughs> I just ignore them till they go away. Yeah. They've There's been... way too many to ignore. It makes you crazy. They have crazy. been a lot. Ooh, that's <laughs> like scaring. And I don't, and I don't feel bad about killing them because they outnumber me like a gazillion. Yes. Yeah. One time, my brother was sleeping in his new house. He was oh, in his God. early twenties, and he oh bought God. a new Were house. Um, he, well, he woke up and his face was, <laughs> and he spread <laughs> oh, And then he woke up enough to wake up and. It was ants with a pheromone trail across oh, his face, oh and, like across his pillow. Across That's so bed. gross. It's yeah. like a horror so, film. I'd probably cry. <laughs> <laughs> it's so gross. Ants gross me out. <laughs> but they're like really clean. Take out. note yeah, of that. Now we know. <laughs> they're so creepy. <laughs> well, for me, you learned when my birthday is, and for Katie, you learned her weakness. I don't like it. That's only one of them. I have a lot of weird irrational fears like that. Um, okay. It's not irrational if you're yeah. falling all over you. That's true. I mean, <laughs> they're not going to hurt me. I agree. It's upsetting. Yeah. The idea, that That's idea pretty is gross. upsetting, which is why I wanted to share it with you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for that. You're Thanks for that you. visual. <laughs> Some nightmare fuel for you. <laughs> you're yeah, welcome. Gross. Um, yeah. So that's what I have been working on. Um, you can follow me on Instagram and see all the things that I have been creating. My username is Katie Creates, and I will link to it below. Um, 
and yeah but that tote bag was really fun to make i love all her patterns i highly recommend them um but other than that that's pretty much all i've been working on what are you oh. working on karen well, I sat down here and just grabbed what I thought was a couple things, but I've already moved on to my third thing. <laughs> just as I sat here. Can't keep her hands still. Well, okay, I started with a, a class sample for one of my own patterns. It's called Danse Macabre. I, and if I'm saying that wrong, I don't care. <laughs> and it, it does its own gradient by taking lace weight in five different shades and holding it double and it's really just two pieces put together. It's kind of like a, a lace sampler. Mm -hmm. But I hadn't done it in a while, and I just picked it up thinking I could know what I was doing by just reading my stitches, and somewhere I made a mistake, so I put that aside. <laughs> so I don't have to unknit that, and I picked up. Um, I'm working on ankle socks, which I think, even though I started my knitting journey with full-size socks, I think ankle socks are my new go-to thing. Ankle because socks are the best. I mostly, Toe up I, ankle like, socks. I, I live in a beach community. Don't hate me that I live, I, I live in sandals all year long. And occasionally I'll wear, yes, I will wear a sock with maybe a sandal. But, <gasps> but I still like nothing with toes, but nothing with, to, I mean, nothing with the little toes. That goes, nothing that goes between your toes. That's just, I can't handle that. I've never but, seen her in Birkenstocks and socks. Cause I, I, would, I would. I would wear Birkenstocks I totally would. You know, I would. The, I I remember back in the seventies when I was just a little itty bitty kid. Oh, we'll just say that. Um, and I we my mom had Birkenstocks, and I thought that was weird. But now comfort means a whole lot. I'm more. literally wearing Birkenstocks right now. I'm wearing my oh, studio slippers. <laughs> Yours are green. Those are awesome. Yeah, these are the cute. foam ones. Well, see, because when we come into the studio, one of the first things we do is we take our shoes off. Yeah, I'm surprised I have. I don't remember what I had. I did, wasn't wearing shoes earlier. I'm not sure why they're on right now. Because <laughs> oh, I went outside went for a out. second. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We take our shoes off and either put slippers on or walk barefoot. And yeah. um, usually that, we have slipper socks or something. It's our cozy home. I call that my Mr. Rogers moment. I come yeah. in and I take my work shoes off and I put my studio slippers on. Speaking of Mr. Rogers, did you see that movie? Not yet. You I'm should see it. Not it ready so to cry. Good. Oh my god! I, I did. I, I cried over. Long. I cried over Anne with an E last, so I, I have to like build up my stand. I highly recommend it. Was, it was really so good. on my needles <laughs> at the moment is um, I'm making another class sample of Gorilla Love by Claire Divine, and these are really neat because they have there's a toe up sock and it has a flegal heel, which is the best, which is really cool. I kind of love it. That's also so, a great word. You're, yeah, legal, legal. <laughs> so the, I'm making the toes from stash of um, this Lorna's Laces Splatter Dash Tokyo. I love this colorway. It's kind of like white and gray shades, it? and it's got flecks of red. This looks like Lorna's Laces did a colorway called like Shark Attack or something, yeah. huh. and it was like blue and white like that with the bits of red, like blood in the water, I and like, I really want it. But I like it like the gray, because it's like that old joke what's black and white and red all over, Yeah. and I'm not going to say what the answer is, because it's gross. <laughs> black, black and white. What's black and white and green? No. There's no, something no, about that's like just a as frog in a blender is the punchline. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I well, thought it was a newspaper. No, well, that would be the right one. But yeah, then so with the junior high, we did the gross one. Oh, I don't know that one. In junior high. <laughs> uh, so. Maybe it's element, late elementary school. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. But I, just, I thought I would try a new yarn. And so I got some um, Bounce and Stomp by Nerd, Nerd Girls. And I kind of love it. I've made like, I made a, um, 
a crocheted sample out of it with, for where the it's what is it called the humbug scarf, which is also a really nice pattern, and I'm making Grello love from it, and it has. It, is it merino? What? Let me look at that label. Seventy-five twenty-five superwash and nylon. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't feel like it feels creamy. Like it's got cashmere it in it. It's just because of the way it's plied. Mm -hmm. It has a nice soft squishiness. Mm -hmm. so just just need, you need a certain squishability in a yarn. But it it's also works really well in a sock. Mm -hmm. It's it's I'm working into the sock. So I'm loving this colorway called Star Spangled Avenger. Because it's perfect. It's perfect because it's kind of like dark Captain America. So we're it's, you Team Captain America or Team Iron Man? I'm, I'm oh, Captain America. I, <laughs> I'm like a hundred percent. I don't love Captain America, but I hate Iron Man. <laughs> I have to be a team okay. Virtual high five on that. <laughs> oh well, I do admire Captain America's like steadfastness <laughs> and fidelity to his dear friend. Yeah. Yes. This colorway has red and blue, button. but it has all these <laughs> shades of gray, so it's kind of got this darkness to I like it, it, and I love it. I, um, but when I, I'm almost to the point where I'm, I've made increases into the gusset, and then when I'm almost, almost to the back of my my very long foot, then I'll do this flegal heel, which I learned just for this just for this class, and it's also in a contrast color. I love so a, the great thing about these ankle socks is that. Uh, you can make a couple pairs out of you've yeah. got the because of the contrast yarn. I'll actually leftovers. get I'll have enough left over to make two pairs of socks in opposite colorways. Mm -hmm. Or if I if I want to just I can I can use the one color for the toe and the heel and still have enough left over to do something else yeah. with. So, so it doesn't I, take much. I see you're working with the flip sticks from Addy. Do you like those? Because I, I was tempted to buy a set. I day. like them now. Yeah, but I will say they were okay. So these these. What are they called again? They're not. I flip think they're called flip flip sticks, aren't they? No, no. The flip sticks are the straight doubles. These are. Oh, they have a. a oh. Super point the, okay, so these are really really it. tiny, short, uh, circular. They're kind of like two circulars, but you, they come in a set of three. So it's like so it's kind of like needles. it's a hybrid of double point needles with circular. So it's more yeah. flexible. It did take a while to get used to them. I think I would like I'm them. Not, I'm not a double-pointed needle gal. Too many pointy things at yeah. me and and too many potential ladders for me. I like double-pointed. Flexi, so flips. flexi flips. Flexi flips. I could go either way. I like, I've like. i come to like Magic Loop best just because I love that the one tool does so many jobs. But yeah. um, if I'm in the mood for deep... Sometimes you know, I just get in the mood for double-pointed. I, like double I traveled with these, and I love them because they're not too long. Now, yeah. mostly I like to... I usually like to do two socks on two circular. Yes. Can, so I, I can, can I see it? Yeah, so I can only do... Here, do a row. Is it me. just knitting? <laughs> I, it will be. Just yeah. go ahead and just knit, and I can always take that row out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to assume it's I, just no, a I think row. That, I think that one might be an increased row, but well, I don't care. the other side. It's the other side? Yeah. Oh, then I'm going to have to take my row out, but whatever. <laughs> I can I can budget because I saw these for sale at Roxanne's and Carpinteria, but they didn't have my size that I use no. for socks. Yeah, otherwise I would have bought okay, them. Okay, so what is your size for socks? One and a half. One. I'm. Uh, one. Those are one and a half because ones are a little too tiny and twos, and two, twos are too big. Twos for are me way now. too big yeah. for me now. I'm too relaxed a knitter, and I don't make good. Cat Bordy told me I do not make good sock yarn. You don't make <laughs> sock, good sock fabric. Sock fabric. Good sock fabric. Um, but no, she was she right. She has other redeeming. She was quality. right though because I, I went from being super tight, where with uh, socks that lasted for seven years, yeah. to a lot more relaxed, and my they weren't, the the sock fabric should not 
be like sweater fabric because they're like sweaters that you walk on. Yeah. So they are holding up the whole force of your body on this small space and they need to be sturdy enough. That's why you have to have um, firmer socks. But no, I like I do like them now and they travel yeah. well. I think I need it's to get nice. some. It's nice. I have them in this small size here and I also have them in fives thinking yeah. that I would do like hats out of them. Oh no. But they're too small for hats. Yeah. They might be good for like a sleeve or something. Yeah. They'd be great for they would be or great like for sleeve socks. exactly. Yeah. They'd be great for sleeves. I gotta try those. Mhm. That's a great idea. I'm going to use them for sleeves. That's because I bought them and I don't know what I'm going to do with them. Because I shiny, shiny, squirrel. Exactly. Uh, okay. Other things I'm doing besides I know we don't talked about like knitting and crochet, mm-hmm. but you talked about how you don't care for hand sewing. I didn't say that. Someone said I it. said I don't care. You d- what? If Somebody I can't do it on a sewing it. machine, I don't want to do it. Oh, okay, but no, I, I fell in love. I took a class this spring on Craftsy, which is now Blueprint. Oh, yeah, Craftsy Unlimited has become Blueprint. Um, okay, <laughs> well, I'm so fine. Okay. It just happened like this week. I this think. weekend. I so in, instead of just be instead of being crafts, it's also yoga and dance yeah, it's and all kinds other of things lifestyle things. Now I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just but anyway, Natalie Channon um has this great way of hand sewing, which is this relaxing, very zen running stitch. It, it's um so I'm making the I've made the skirt with a reverse applique. It was like a this long slow art craft mm-hmm. project where I have I'm making this jersey skirt that's got two layers, but how one la- the top layer has half of it so you know yeah. cut cut away to reveal a really pretty you know um fabric underneath it and i made the whole skirt by hand i kept going into your office to like use your ball winder or whatever or find your scale and uh-huh. i would see it in various forms of being done uh-huh. and it's like well now she's painting something and now she's cutting something and now she's sewing <laughs> something and i'm like this is quite the project <laughs> and then and, and then i had three yeah. and then i had three of the panels sewn and thought, I wonder if this is going to fit me. Yeah. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Oh, no. so I take, but I only took, I took one seam out and added add a, a couple, added a couple panels. There you go. And because it's hand sewing is really easy to take out. Just zip it right out. Yeah. I hadn't filled that seam yet. Yeah. So that was a, that was a nice That's quick cool. fix. And I didn't get, get it in done for, get it done in time for my, for my trip. But then I embellished it with sequins. Ooh. So it just never it's, ends. I know <laughs> that's the thing. You could wear it for a while, and you can add a little bit more to it. That's but cool. um, the whole process of of painting the fabric mm-hmm. and uh, stitching it together, and it's just this really. I'll take pictures when I'm all done of me wearing it. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> but no, so I I've kind of fallen in love. The nice thing about some of these hand hand sewing to me is like a handcraft. As long as I, it's not something I have to rush through. I get, it's another form of this artwork that we are making yeah. with our hands, whether it's painting or drawing or sketching or working with fiber or string. I mean, think we're talking about strings and things, but we're using strings in all different ways, whether yeah. it's sewing or... It's endless. Or working it's on bracelets. are endless. Beaded bracelets. I do a little bit of everything. Well, anyway... I think it's really exciting to be able to touch all these different um, aspects of creating and be open to all the different ways and mm-hmm. 
there's something about sometimes when I tell people what I do and it way they, the way they respond to me, it comes back and it feels like they view it as something very small. Yeah. And but then you meet people like I met a musician musician last weekend and he without missing a beat was like, Oh, so you're an artist. You're like, Yes, mm-hmm. I yes, am. Thanks. I Someone am. gets it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's so nice to have someone understand that this is like a big, big world of making. Yep. And and it's not just about the things you make, it's about the connections you make for your own brain as well as um, the people you meet and, and um, how things come so together. So when you hear someone said, oh, that's a dying art, don't oh. you just feel sad for them? I yes. feel like, oh, you don't know. I you don't know how vibrant and exciting. Right now, the world is exploding yeah. with makers. And not just not just one craft, but people are exploring different lo- different ways of making mm-hmm. lots of different things. Well, I think that's just true to human nature. It's what keeps our species, you know, vibrant. Yeah. Is that it's human nature to make, make, make. Evolve mm-hmm. and learn. And, and make. And make. There's this, <laughs> yeah. There's this billboard that I see when I take this certain drive, and it says something like, makers have to create at the same rate that society destroys... Or something like Interesting. that. And every time I see it, I'm like, oh my God, you're so right. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I don't know I who want, that quote is by. I want I that on a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I want everything on a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. I'm a t-shirt you're, queen. You're going to go in with your puffy paint right now. And <laughs> we don't t-shirt. do puffy paint. <laughs> She'll do some fancy applique oh, yeah, yeah, or yeah. something. I'll come, up, I'll come up with a mineral stencil. painted. That's true. T-shirt. I burnt my I burnt my fingers on my on my stencil cutter. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. But I kept on going. I just <laughs> put a band-aid on it and keep on going. Those are precious fingers. Be careful. Yeah. So. That's what my family said when they gave me the cleaver for Christmas. Don't, I also don't, don't take any fingers off. You can have this, but we expect you to have all your fingertips by the time we. Can you be dinner. trusted with this? I, my family gets scared because I I like to cook and I like to have the right kind of tools and I like making bone broth, and I just love my cleaver. It just whack, goes right through the bone. It's just oh scary. My family. I have never had the urge to have a cleaver. <laughs> collect other knives, so. but, you know, they're useful. <laughs> yeah. Look, they're useful. They you got to have the right tools for any sort of project. That is I absolutely true. I can appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, but a butter knife will work for a screwdriver in a pinch. <laughs> that, yes, yes. That, I mean, that brings me to my favorite, I mean, the godmother to all of us, um, creative maker podcasters brenda dane yes when she had cast on for a while she had the um like girl scout or fireside girl uh badges for knitters where my favorite badges were there was like a macgyver um set of badges where you took a non-knitting object and Mm -hmm. used it for a knitting tool and then um, you took a knitting tool and used it in a non-knitting that's great. Um, and that's like actually hmm. psychological disorder to not be able to do that. Hmm, like to really? never be able to think a butter knife could be a screwdriver. Yeah. Or a hammer could be, a, a shoe could be a hammer. Right. Uh, so I I always, I, I want to meet that person who can't, who can't see think those outside things. Because like all I can do is think out outside of the box. Like <laughs> I wish I could get in a box just for a day. Just to make just your, to, turn just the brain off. Just for the novelty of it. It would be like being projectless. I don't yeah. know if you could handle, I don't, I couldn't handle it. I'd be crawling my, I'd be clawing my way out of the box. <laughs> I guess I, I don't want the limitation. I like, the, I like the box to be a guideline. Mm-hmm. This but, is the shape of a box. Okay. It has. So, but this my box cube has okay, this many sides. But signs. my box does not have solid walls. 
my box I can see beyond and I can work around my box or in or out of my box. My bottom is my, my guideline. <laughs> I'm like running all around the box. <laughs> this is my box though. Yeah. Don't take it. <laughs> I remember in college once I was on the bus and I was stuck knit. I think there wasn't any hat and I didn't have any stitch markers. And, but you know, um, paper clips work really well. As oh stitch yeah. Markers. They're very good. My favorite, like, cause I had, I think it was near the time of that podcast and I was like, Ooh, what can, what, how can I be innovative? We were, flying somewhere on southwest and they have those really cute stir sticks that are mm-hmm. red with a little heart at the end they work as cables <laughs> cable needle very good <laughs> or um not that great as a cable needle uh, kind of flat because you need both ends open oh, yeah. but a stitch holder it's a oh, great yeah. stitch holder so i was like these are so cute i'm gonna save it and then my husband who i think we were newlyweds at the point he asked um what's this They're all no, no 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 <laughs> he said he asked the stewardess if they could give me some. Aww. And I got like a whole bag of them. <laughs> oh, newlywed. How cute. He's, he's since That's learned awesome. to not, not enable. Well, not encourage me to get more stuff. Yeah. But he enables me fine. We, we both like each other to pursue the things that we're interested in. That's true. Um, That's true. He's a but very good partner. But sometimes you don't need any more stuff. That's right. But don't tell our husbands that we just acknowledged that. Thank you. Yeah, my husband will listen to this podcast, so I'm being also, careful. Also, we all have new rooms that we can fill <laughs> yes. with stuff. Yes. We each um, have our own individual offices that we can fill with whatever stuff we want. It's yeah. almost full. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. Have you seen mine? Yeah. <laughs> but it's okay because it's oh, encouraging dang. me to use my stuff. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really working through the things I own already, which is very satisfying. So that's I'm not finishing things, though. I'm just starting to brush through. <laughs> well, that, the one thing about having class samples I still like I want when I've kind of gotten that way about quilting I've like got like at least seven different tops now in the process I like to cut the pieces and eventually I'll start sewing them um or also a few of the squares just to get the experience but maybe not go beyond that eventually I'll put all those squares into some hodgepodge quilt but I forget where I'm going with that. I just lost my train. Well, you just want to make things. But I just want to make things. There's, um, I can never remember the issue of Vogue Knitting, but Vicki Square wrote one of those one-page essays in mm-hmm. Vogue Knitting where the sum of it, like the thesis, was start as many things as you want. Yes. Feel no guilt in starting yeah. things, even if you were never going to finish that thing. Because you're learning something about it in the yeah. process. Like the desire to start that. That you need to follow. That yeah, you shouldn't so deny that. that. No. Yeah, you. Have I to learned entrelock in the round on a sock, and it was great. Did I ever you go? You love to torture yourself. Yeah, that sounds. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no, it's great. It's me... great. I never got very far in the sock, okay. but I learned entrelock in the round. Starting projects is the best part of anything. I, I love that part. That's good. Like I like finding the pattern and then planning the yarn and then getting my gauge and finding my needles and figuring out what project bag it's like. I love all of that stuff, it's and then the I cast hunter, on and I'm it's like hunter gather. Eh. Oh, again, very primal. Yeah, I like that. Okay, we've got one final segment. Yes. So we want to invite you to ask us questions. And uh, this being our first episode we haven't necessarily gotten that question but we have something in mind to talk about here so in the future we would love to hear from you and ask us just about anything because how can they get a hold of us send us a message to our oh god i don't know how people contact each other in this day and age (laughs) there's only like one way cans yeah can they throw you could write us a letter in a bottle (laughs) 
Oh, I your think carrier pigeon probably I knows where the studio is. I think they could email. I don't. <laughs> 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 no, 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 no. Find our find our squirrel and tie a message. <laughs> gmail.com you can send us a direct message on instagram which is strings and things studio you can check out our facebook page which is strings and things mm-hmm. studio and um you can also contact can us through our website you can, you can contact us we have a contact us button on the website strings and things studio.com or just come on in yeah I mean, if you're local we'll live come in, in and ask us a book and say yeah i want I, i'm curious about this so let's talk about this. Yeah. And so hopefully we will get a good response and we will talk about something um, generated directly from you, the listener. Yeah. But Anne, what is the question of the episode? Ah, <laughs> uh, shoot. What was it? We've talked so long. <laughs> about I, the girls. I, the girls? <laughs> How do you measure How the girls? How do you measure the girls? How do you choose the bust measurement <laughs> of your given knitting or crochet or in fact this is applicable to sewing sewing. yeah so So, this was a question that you got from a customer of ours on one of our we host stitch nights on thursday nights and one of our customers um who who threw this question out we had a great conversation here at the knitting table knitting crochet making table (laughs) um we we invite you all to be here uh how does she choose the right bust measurement for a pattern? The pattern we happen to be talking about is one with a tremendous amount of positive ease. Is it the rose? Uh, no, it's not rose. That's one a lot of people want to make. Um, like this one right here that says rose. Yes. <laughs> Karen is very excited. to Because Karen is a really um, experienced pattern designer. And so I come at it from how do I want this object to fit me? Mm-hmm. And then how do you get that information from your pattern? There's mm-hmm. some key language to look for. Like Karen, if you were going to be choosing how to make the rose, which is a pattern by um, the fade designer. Yeah, yeah, Andrea yeah. Mowry. Yep. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, so, I mean, a lot of you may have looked at this particular pattern mm-hmm. to choose. So she has, she has both of the key pieces of language in her pattern. Mm-hmm. So so how would you choose your bus size on this, Karen? What language are you well, looking for? Well, I'm looking for she's got I'm looking for actual the finished actual bus circumference because I want to know and then want if it's a really big loose you know sweater, mm-hmm. I want to make sure it's going to fit me loose and not be snug. And the finished bus measurement is the actual finished is size the of the actu- knitted garment. Exactly. One one of the nice things about Rose um, by Andrew Mowry is she gives you two um, two different things. She does, I mean, three technically. She says extra small, small, medium, large, but that's so vague. Yeah, those, those that doesn't really tell you anything. anything. So never go by that, that phrasing. Like I saw something I loved. I, I'm actually crazy. not going to mention the pattern because. I'm gonna say yeah. some constructive criticism. Uh, <laughs> so I really was admiring this pattern on Instagram, and um, the designer said gave the the yardage requirements, but she didn't say anything about the bust measurements. She, she said it was maybe extra small to three x. Mm-hmm. So then I said in the comment, "Oh great, could we get the bust measurements on that?" And she responded with, "Well, it's it's just the standard." 
But and there are standards, the but not every designer abides by those and standards. And whose standard are you using? Right. Because Usually there are standards. Yeah, they're because referring to like the Craft Yarn if, Council if, of America. Yeah. I think a lot of the time, but Sometimes, a lot but of not people always. don't. Yeah, a lot of people don't go by those standards. If, if I'm ordering a shirt, say on Amazon, and it's coming from Asia. Yeah. I know that I better get myself a, a triple, a quadruple X because what would be a medium in this country yeah, would be... I have been deeply disappointed by that. That will not even fit me in. They won't even have my size. Yeah. So I am a well-endowed busty gal. And I would, on the rose pattern, I would probably pick one that the one that gave me a range. That she's got them in different ranges, which I really like too. She has a size that says 40 to 44. The action, and then I like under the finished size, um, it's actually 62 inches. And you're going to go, oh my God, 62 inches. Mm-hmm. But this is a sweater that you're supposed to wear over other clothes. And have you ever worn, yeah. I just hate when I wear something that I have to wear like practically a tank top with in the middle of winter to get it to fit comfortably because the, sweat, the sweater mm-hmm. grabs my clothing in an un unflattering way and that's another thing to to think about is i always appreciate when a pattern will tell you the intended ease for the garment because not all of them do they'll say here's the actual measurement of the finished garment to fit these bust measurements Mm -hmm. or it'll say in like this particular pattern says intended to be worn with 16 to 22 inches of positive ease which yeah. is a lot and that is a lot i may a, not a lot. i may decide not to make that right thing. but at least right. you like, you are armed with knowledge yeah. but yeah. if you ha- if you look it over you're armed with knowledge and don't look at the model no. the model is what they chose to display it the the sweater or garment on mm-hmm. but doesn't necessarily reflect the designer's intended ease so, or how it's really supposed to fit truly so to sum it up you're going to you're going to look for three things yeah. you're going to look for the actual bu- the words actual bust measurement mm-hmm. the words finished bust measurement mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and hopefully intended ease yeah yes um, and what ease is is the amount the, the amount of extra or or the amount of fabric that's there. So there's negative ease, which is smaller than the thing that you want it to fit, like most t-shirts, socks. hats, socks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, zero ease, which is something, if you have a 40-inch bust, you have a 40-inch shirt. And positive ease, which is when the thing is much bigger or bigger than, right. even if it's an inch, it has positive ease. And I think we all kind of like things with positive ease. Yeah, okay. that's a personal preference thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if the pattern says it intends four to six inches of positive ease, you can say, I don't want it to be that big. I want to make it fit. But so just start with whatever you're like, actually measure your bust because your bra size is not your bust size. That's mm-hmm. important mm-hmm. to know. Someone yes. will say, oh, I wear a 32 inch. That doesn't mean that you have a 32 inch bust. Nope. So measure mm-hmm. your actual self. Widest part of your bust. Yep. Look for the pattern to correspond to your size and then change it from there. It's, yeah. it's your sweater. So yeah. if you don't want it to be that big or if you want it to fit snug, that's where the actual finished Bust measurement comes into yep. play. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's true in sewing as well. Because if you've ever gone to sew a garment, you know that the pattern sizes mean nothing to commercial sizes. Yep. So you yeah. absolutely, I mean, and that might be where I really developed the reliance on measure. Yep. Because yep. who cares what the measurement is? If it fits you when you are done and it fits you beautifully, you are going to feel great. It doesn't matter if it's a smaller 3X. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. As long as it looks good on you. 
just a word, sewing patterns are also often <laughs> written, unless they're written for jersey or knit fabric. The fit in a, gar in a pattern that is intended for a woven fabric is going to be different than one with like a t-shirt fabric. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, but it's the pattern gonna, will tell you all the those pattern details. will tell you all of that. That's look, why I look love at the, the suggested. Fabrics. Yeah, the, the suggested fabrics give you yep. a great way to start on a sewing type of. I think ease the most project. important thing is just to know what your best measurement is, because I feel like a lot of people don't. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah, and there's I no. Didn't. I mean, it's we shy away. I think from taking those measurements mm -hmm. for whatever reason, whatever insecurities, and they, they change. Are. Yeah, they do. They yeah, can. yeah. Even if you haven't gained mm -hmm. or lost an ounce. They yeah. can change. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe you've been working out and getting stronger. Maybe just gravity, whatever's happening. <laughs> you, you Things need happen. To, it's true. You need to just be honest with yourself because you're going to have the best true. experience if you're honest. Um, it's I the worst to finish a pattern and, like, put on your sweater and be like, this doesn't fit the way I wanted it to. After it's all, It's hard, but yeah. all those hours of labor and work. You want it to. And also, so, just want shout you to out have success. to make sure you do a gauge swatch. That's all. Yeah. So, that's a topic gauge for a future swatch. episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll yeah. talk about that. Yeah. Yeah, we're making a note. We're yeah. going to come back to it. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, well, thank you guys for listening to our first yeah. episode. Awesome. I hope, I hope you made it through. I know. <laughs> we talked longer than we definitely intended to. So, so we'll, maybe we'll try and rein ourselves in next time. Or maybe not. Maybe you don't care. If you guys have a, <laughs> If you guys have a preference or if you're like, this was way too long, tell us because yeah. we want to make content that you're excited to listen to. So And maybe we'll just make it just as long, but more entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> Always strive to be better. Yeah. Yeah. Always. Okay. Yes, signing off. Thanks. Bye. Bye.